Today on the Word Preacher Podcast, Reinventing the Wheel, Secret Combinations, and How to Resist. I'm Brett Jensen, and this is the Word Preacher Podcast. In our Come Follow Me curriculum, we are looking at Alma chapters 36 through 38. These chapters are uh, some of the final thoughts that Alma the Younger gave to his sons, uh, his first two sons, uh, Helaman and Shiblam. And uh, we will look at his uh, words to Corianta next week. Um, but he has some really valuable things uh, to say to to his first two sons. And let's dig right in and look at the first uh, seven verses here to Helaman. Um, he says, And now, my son Helaman, I command you that ye take the records which have been entrusted with me. And I also command you that ye keep a record of this people according as I have done upon the plates of Nephi, and keep all these things sacred which I have kept, even as I have kept them. For it is a wise purpose that they are kept. And these plates of brass which contain these engravings, which have the records of the Holy Scriptures upon them, which have the genealogy of our forefathers, even from the beginning, Behold, it has been prophesied by our fathers that they should be kept and handed down from one generation to another, and be kept and preserved by the hand of the Lord, until they should go forth unto every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, that they shall know the mysteries contained thereon. And now behold, if they are kept, they must retain their brightness, yea, and they will retain their brightness, yea, and also shall all the plates which do contain that which is wholly writ. Now ye may suppose that this is foolishness in me, but behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass, and small means in many instances doth confound the wise, and the Lord God doth work by means to bring about his great and eternal purposes. And by very small means, the Lord doth confound the wise and bringeth about the salvation of many souls. All right, thinking about this generally, um, imagine how much more difficult life would be if we could not use the discoveries and innovations that were created by those who had gone before us. This principle of, you know, small contributions by many people in the past contributing to our greatness should not be a difficult one to understand. We stand on the shoulders of giants. And if each generation had to reinvent the wheel, uh, we would not. We would not be nearly as well off as we are. In fact, there wouldn't even be enough people. There would be far fewer of us. The innovations that have come through agriculture alone to sustain the needs of a far greater population are vital in the way the world has progressed. 
Um, and, and not just that. I mean, it, just imagine these things. Here's a, an excellent example. Um, imagine the people who accidentally discovered that milk interacts with certain enzymes that can cause it to be separated into curds and whey. And then that can be compressed and seasoned and made into cheese. Incredible innovation. They had absolutely no connection to the separate individuals who first learned to mill wheat into flour and combine leaven with the dough that they made to get that to rise for a lighter and less dense bread when it was baked. Absolutely no connection to these individuals. There were also separate individuals who not only uh, cooked big pieces of beef, but ground the beef up into small, discrete, measurable packages that can be easily cooked in a variety of ways. Totally separate. Farmers who grow lettuce may be totally separate from those who grow onions. The farmers who worked to develop larger and juicier tomatoes. Uh, the, the individuals who learn to package various seasonings and, and uh, sauces uh, to create a variety of different uh, toppings, condiments, ketchups and mayos and mustards. And then independent of all of these individuals, there are people who realized that all of these ingredients could be combined together to create a delicious hamburger. And independent of those people, there were people who could innovate on this process and shorten supply lines and still maintain quality so that these elements could be combined to make a lot of delicious hamburgers for a lot less money than it would be to go through each of these processes for just one individual. And all of these combine together to bring us all the benefits of delicious cheeseburgers. What incredible things that we have from these people who did not even know they were contributing, just doing small and simple things in their fields that contribute to something much larger. And almost every innovation that we have in our modern world can be thought of in terms of a series of sequential innovations. When you had phones capable of calling and PDAs capable of organizing and music players capable of playing music all being combined together into smartphones, incredibly useful innovation. Different types of instruments that function and produce sound in very different ways, all being combined together in various elements to create orchestras that create beautiful music. Various elements, rubbers, metals, plastics, and liners, fabrics, and fluids all being combined together to create a very functional and practical new automobile. Various elements from plants and other substances being combined into life-saving medications. Contributors uh, of, of different kinds 
that combine different practices or innovate different strategies for safer and more effective medical procedures and treatments, artificial hearts or organs, and uh, numerous things that have helped extend and better the lives of individuals. Services that are created and maintained on computers all over the world and internet service providers and uh, technologies on various platforms that all can be combined together so that you, wherever you are, can listen to a podcast. These all have the same principle in common. And of course, in religious terms as well, the Lord combines the simple efforts of numerous individuals who may not understand the big picture into something much greater than they would otherwise be capable of producing. Joseph Smith and Brigham Young gave incredible effort, but the Lord was the one who combined their great efforts with the individual faith of pioneers who made sacrifices both small and great, that constructed temples and cities and societies out of very little. We now enjoy knowledge of a worldwide church, at least in part from the contributions of those who were willing to push a handcart with a few belongings across the plains of the United States to be with saints and follow a prophet of the Lord. In fact, nothing that we have now would be possible without their sometimes small contributions, and without these contributions being deliberately and carefully orchestrated by Almighty God to bring forth his unfailing kingdom. It can also go the other way. Um, there are secret combinations that exist that use small efforts to destroy. And Alma was very concerned about this. Uh, he told his son, And now I will speak unto you concerning those twenty-four plates that ye keep them, that the mysteries and the works of darkness and their secret works, or the secret works of those people who have been destroyed, may be manifest unto this people, ye all their murders and robbings and their plunderings and all their wickedness and abominations may be manifest unto this people, yea, and that ye preserve these interpreters. For behold, the Lord saw that his people began to work in darkness, yea, work secret murders and abominations. Therefore the Lord said, If they did not repent, they should be destroyed from off the face of the earth. And the Lord said, I will prepare unto my servant Gazalem a stone, which shall shine forth in darkness unto light, that I may discover unto my people who serve me, that I may discover unto them the works of their brethren, yea, their secret works, their works of darkness, and their wickedness and abominations. 
And now, my son, these interpreters were prepared that the word of the Lord might be fulfilled, which he spake, saying, I will bring forth out of darkness unto light all their secret works and their abominations. And except they repent, I will destroy them from off the face of the earth. And I will bring to light all their secrets and abominations unto every nation that shall hereafter possess the land. And now, my son, we see that they did not repent. Therefore, they have been destroyed, and thus far the word of God has been fulfilled. Ye, their secret abominations have been brought out of darkness and made known unto us. And now, my son, I command you that you retain all their oaths and their covenants and their agreements and their secret abominations, even all their signs and their wonders ye shall keep from this people, that they know them not, lest peradventure they should fall into darkness also and be destroyed. For there is a curse upon all this land, that destruction shall come upon all those workers of darkness, according to the power of God, when they are fully ripe. Therefore, I desire that this people might not be destroyed. Therefore ye shall keep these secret plans of their oaths and their covenants from this people, and only their wickedness and their murders and their abominations shall ye make known unto them. And ye shall teach them to abhor such wickedness and abominations and murders. And ye shall also teach them that these people were destroyed on account of their wickedness and abominations, and their murders. So, spoiler alert, the Nephites were destroyed by secret combinations. Alma was 100% justified in his worries. They were absolutely destroyed because they had the records of the Jaredites, and they should have known better, and they rejected the prophets of God and the words of Christ and turned to secret combinations, trying to lie, cheat, and steal, and kill their way into prosperity. This is very important because we, in the modern world, particularly those of us on the American continent, have people who are secretly combining as we speak to steal and lie and cheat and kill. And we who have the Book of Mormon should know better. The key, as Alma teaches, is to love good and abhor wickedness. Any force or individual who suggests that good and evil are arbitrary or to be determined relative to the culture, or by popular opinion, or by political authority, must be resisted. These efforts lead nowhere good. How to resist them, that? Alma continues uh, to his second son in Alma chapter 38, verses 9 through 14. And now, my son, I have told you this, that ye may learn wisdom, that ye may learn of me that there is no other way or means whereby men can be saved, only in and through Christ. Behold, he is the life and the light of the world. 
Behold, he is the word of truth and righteousness. And now, as ye have begun to teach the word, even so I would that ye should continue to teach, and I would that ye would be diligent and temperate in all things. See that ye are not lifted up unto pride. Yea, see that ye do not boast in your own wisdom, nor of your much strength. Use boldness, but not overbearance. And also see that ye bridle all your passions, and that ye may be filled with love. See that ye refrain from idleness. Do not pray as the Zoramites do, for ye have seen that they pray to be heard of men, and to be praised for their wisdom. Do not say, O God, I thank thee that we are better than our brethren, but rather say, O Lord, forgive my unworthiness, and remember my brethren in mercy. Yea, acknowledge your unworthiness before God at all times. So, Alma's words to Shiblon uh, provide uh, important wisdom for staying on the covenant path. First, Christ is the way. It is really hard to go wrong if you are deliberately trying to focus on him, as he himself taught. If your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. Alma also teaches that pride is perilous. That is not to say we should not try to be good, but we will never measure up to Christ. And remembering our dependence on him will help us to be our best. Be bold, but not overbearing. Don't be afraid to tell the truth. Maybe avoid robo-dialing campaigns to inform people about Jesus, you know, like politicians inform people about themselves. But in your sphere of influence, consider what you can do to make Christ a part of other interactions, not just reserved for Sundays or religious observances, not compartmentalized away, but a part of who you are in every circumstance. You never need to apologize for God, his church, or his prophets. Regardless of people's histories or sensitivities, everyone is better off following God, his church, and his prophets. And it is not a kindness to offer someone justification for avoiding salvation. Consider your prayers. God sits on a throne, and he ought to be approached in humility, not as a servant, uh, not as a noble approaching his servant with a list of tasks that he should perform. We are approaching a throne when we speak to him. And when we are humble, we will be exalted. Ultimately, there is much more that uh, we can realize uh, as, as we understand that we are small and simple. Um, as we do this, the Lord can help us become much, much more. The more serious that we take the warnings of the Book of Mormon, the better prepared we will be to be our best, and the better our society will be. Everyone benefits 
from people who are honest, work hard, and live Christian lives. Ultimately, we may only play a small part in the lives of those around us, but this does not preclude us from peace and happiness. In fact, as we stand on the shoulders of giants and lift others around us up, we can all be afforded a better outlook. We appreciate all the support for the Word Preacher podcast. Next week, we will look at Alma chapters 39 through 42. Um, Alma's instruction to uh, Corianton, and we will discuss atonement and restoration. Of course, there's a lot of stuff in this week's reading that we did not cover. It is absolutely worth studying independently uh, and with your family. Uh, Please do so, and as always, fight on. Thank you.